joining us now here on the Sunrise Morning Show. We have Father Frank Donio from the Catholic Apostolate Center. Good morning, Father. Good morning, Ryan. Great to have you with us as always. We've been going through a series about uh, Catholic saints, and we talked uh, recently about the CatholicFeastDays.org, and we're kind of just going over what Catholic saints are and how they become saints. So today we're going to talk about the process of canonization. Uh, But Father, there wasn't necessarily a process before, was there? No, really up until the until the 1200s, you know, there really wasn't a formal process. It, it, it had it was the uh, and that that was 1234 mm-hmm. was when that that process started to develop many times. You know, you had the of course, you had the martyrs, the ancient Roman martyrs, for example, and, and, and other others who were there there tombs were venerated and then they were just kind of by over time in the local church by acclaim they they were they became saints people asked for their intercession miracles occurred different different types of things happen and and due to that veneration of the of the people and and church uh, the hierarchy you, they were recognized as saints right, right now you go to 1234 and pope gregory the ninth establishes a set of procedures to investigate the life of a of a candidate for saint uh, to to be a saint uh, declared a saint because what are we saying when somebody is a saint we're saying somebody is in heaven that's and that's why we celebrate the feast of all saints because those are for the people that we don't you know they're not in stained glass or on holy cards or or so forth these are the people the ones who go through this process that's that's one thing but we also there are people we've known in this life who are you know, we hope are in heaven with God. Right. Um, some are in purgatory. You know, there is the possibility of hell. So, you know, the, these are all things where we, we have free will. And so we can choose um, what direction our life takes and then therefore our eternity. Right, right. Because at the end of the process, and we'll go kind of through the process, the, the Pope actually declares infallibly, right, that this person yes. is in heaven. Yeah, you know, sometimes I think people don't realize when when the when the Holy Father is whoever the Pope is at, at a given time, that declaration is is an infallible declaration. You know, people <laughs> will say, "Oh, you know, the infallible thing, we have immaculate conception and something." No, th- this is considered infallible, and so therefore, you know, you don't you're not going to back up on. That's why the Church is so exacting. Right. About the process. Yeah. Can we talk about that process? Because it's not a simple thing. There's a lot of, like you said, no. investigation that goes no. in behind this. So what is that process? Yeah. So somebody they have, let's say somebody was martyred. And let's recently mm-hmm. we, you know, we had these the, the sad case on Pentecost of, mm-hmm. of 50 Nigerian brothers and sisters of ours mm-hmm. uh, who were who were murdered in a church, you know. Um, now, will that lead to to a candidate? We don't know. We'll see someday. But there are people who die for the faith every day. And I think we sometimes forget that mm-hmm. in various parts of the world. There are people who die for the faith. Then also those who die and they're they're just known for just their holiness, their incredible holiness. And everything starts in the local diocese where they work. And there's an investigation. But it can only begin about five years after, begin five years after the person's died. Now, that could be waived. Um, St. John Paul II, Mother Teresa, right. St. Teresa of Kolkata, you know, the, these were, these were waived. But then, uh, the, the bishop, this all goes on in the diocese and the, the bishop uh, assigns somebody to do this investigation. And there's also, uh, if there's, 
about the sanctity of the person. They petition the Holy See for permission to initiate the cause for beatification, and then canonization, and canonization comes after beatification. And then the person is called then a servant of God. And then later there's, you know, just to, there, all their writings are, are, uh, looked at, all these different things. Is this servant of God, have they demonstrated heroic virtue? Mm-hmm. And if they are seen as, as demonstrating heroic virtue, this is all then gathered, bound, sealed. It's quite a thing. Uh, you know, the <laughs> wax seals and red, red ribbons on all these documents and everything else. And it's sent off to the, to the Holy See, to the Congregation for the Causes of the Saints as a whole, or Dicastri as it's called now. And, uh, there, there's someone who oversees the process there called a relay, uh, relator. And, uh, and then, this can be recommended to the Holy Father for a decree of heroic virtue. That's when somebody's called venerable. Okay. And then you move to beatification. And beatification is if somebody's died a martyr, they could be declared beatified without a miracle. But this happened with St. Oscar Romero, for example. Right. Otherwise, there needs to be a miracle. Now, there are all kinds of scientific uh, uh, medical people, science people, theological uh, theologians and so forth. All when you say, "Okay, there was a miracle. Well, that is all scrutinized very, very carefully. Right. And then it's again sent to the congregation or the dicastery for the causes of saints. And now the person is declared blessed. So recently that happened here in the United States with the founder of the Knights of Columbus, Blessed Michael McGivney, uh, a couple of years ago was mm-hmm. declared blessed because there was a miracle of uh, uh, healing. And then the we get to canonization. There needs to be then another miracle that needs to occur. Another way that also can, that that can happen is if the if, if the person gives up their life kind of in a, a Maximilian Colby type of way, mm-hmm. if they offer their life. It's a different type of martyrdom um, for love of God and neighbor. One of my own community members uh, was was working in, in uh, Dachau, uh, uh, Blessed Richard Henkes, and uh, in during World War Two. And he was, uh, he died because of his care of people, um, in, he, he went into an area that had typhoid and he died. And that was used rather than a miracle as a form of martyrdom. Mm -hmm. Um, and then finally, the, the next has to be another miracle. It used to be three miracles, now it's just two. Oh, wow. Um, three miracles. Uh, and so it's two in the last, I think that was under St. John Paul II, where that changed. And, and then the canonization. Pope infallibly declares a person's worthy of imitation. Uh, and then the, this, the feast day could go on the universal calendar of the church or it would be on the local calendar. We have a number of count, people who are from here in the United States who are on our local calendar, but are not on the universal calendar of the church, you know, in terms of in every country being that feast day is celebrated. But others, they, they are because it's a much larger veneration of that particular saint. Right. And and real quick, Father, could you explain to us a new path that Pope Francis created in 2017? Yeah, this is the one where, where I, as I was saying a little earlier about offering of life, where, where you offer your life um, for another person. And you died prematurely because you were offering your life for love of God and neighbor. And and so this was back in, in 2017. And interestingly enough, you know, canonizations were very rare um, prior uh Really, uh, prior to the night to the 1960s, you would have them. But now, since uh, St. John Paul II, uh, Paul VI, 
had St. Paul VI had a number of canonizations of, of martyred, large groups of martyrs, Ugandan martyrs, for example, mm-hmm. uh, St. Charles Lwanga and so forth. St. John Paul II really sped up the, the number of saints who were declared and blessed. Uh, and, and he, he wanted people to emulate their holiness. And this continued under Pope Benedict XVI. And then even just recently, you had Pope Francis. A couple of weeks ago, he declared 10 people, including um, St. Charles de Foucault, now St. Now Charles de Foucault, um, as, you know, as saints. And so you, you have these, um, these groups now more often than not. Wow. Uh, really fascinating. The saints just fascinate me in this whole process. I had no idea. Um, so I really appreciate you taking the time to explain it to us. And if people want to find out more, uh, where's the best place they can go, Father? Well, they can go to uh, our Catholic Apostolate Center, CatholicApostolateCenter.org, or they can go to CatholicFeastDays.org, which is our, our saint and feast day site. I, I highly recommend CatholicFeastDays.org. It's a really fascinating site. Father Frank, really appreciate your time. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you, and God bless. God bless you as well.